Welcome to the Revolution Podcast, a joint project of the Education Trust and New Teacher Center. Here we engage leaders in conversations around how we navigate these uncharted times in our schools in a way that truly revolutionizes the learning opportunities our students experience daily. In today's conversation with the TNE Howard, the Chief Program Officer for New Teacher Center, TNE shares how NTC is exploring new ways to work with their partners in response to the realities educators and students are living in today. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the Revolution Podcast. I'm Kristen Wendell with the New Teacher Center, and today I'm speaking with the TNE Howard, Chief Program Officer for NTC. So, can you start off by telling our listeners a bit about yourself and your work at NTC? Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen, for having me on the podcast. I am based in Los Angeles, California. I've been an educator in LA since 2002 and started my career in Chicago Public Schools in 1997 and came to the New Teacher Center about a year ago. My work here at New Teacher Center is really grounded in helping us to enact our newly adopted mission and theory of change and really leverage the power power of coaching to create high quality instructional cultures. And so part of what I'm doing is working to create the conditions internally, as well as evolve our offerings to partners in the space across the country. So why is a revolution campaign compelling for you? Well, I think firstly, just as a person of color and a woman of color in this country, the revolution is not optional for me and and others like me in this nation. The inequity that has been laid bare by the pandemic is not new. And I think this is absolutely the moment where the nation's attention is on inequity to really drive the conversation forward and say all the quiet things loudly. Part of what we're trying to do here with this revolution podcast is not just talk about the revolution, but showcase what it looks like for us as educators, both as individuals, but also as a collective as part of the new teacher center and push the agenda forward to really begin and deepen the work of disruption in our nation's schools. A few weeks ago, you engaged in a webinar for revolutionizing relationships, and we had a group of students come and share from their own viewpoints what they've been experiencing, what they need from their teachers, what they need from their schools. What stood out to you most in that conversation? I mean, firstly, the kids were brilliant. And so, you know, in a moment like this where, you know, access to to that kind of engagement with students is limited that was just thrilling to hear them and hear their points of view. It was thrilling, it was inspiring, it was heartwarming, and it was hopeful because what the kids were talking about is the same things we as educators are talking about, about teachers needing more training and what it means to really do equity and anti-racist education with students. That was really both affirming in terms of where we are in the broader conversation and deepened my call to action. What I heard was a real gentle, yet powerful and profound call to action for all of us as adults to really take these messages seriously and enact them right now and then sustain them over time. 
the ways in which our children and our students are reflecting back what's working and not working for them right now, I find remarkable. Even conversations with my eight-year-old and the things she has noticed about what is working and what's not, you're like, wow, you know everything. (laughs) You don't even need the adults. (laughs) Here at NTC, much of our work focuses on professional learning for educators and partnering with school systems. Since March, this has looked very different as how learning has happened has changed. What has that shift meant for how NTC has changed its approach to professional learning and partnership in this new context? We've been talking about the ways in which professional learning is fragmented and broken in many ways. And I think if we take the curriculum reform effort that's been in place since Common Core was enacted as an example, it'll really underscore the issues. One is that, you know, what we are doing is asking teachers to completely change the paradigm from how they've learned how they were schooled, how they've been trained, and drop down into a level of complexity where they have to understand their content. They've got to understand who their students are in relationship to that content. They've got to understand root cause, unfinished learning, or root cause issues like I'm learning two or three languages at the same time, and how do I tailor my instruction effectively to that. Or I'm working in a co-teaching model and I've got students with learning differences in my classroom. What does that look like? And then we're asking teachers to uh, do that with an equity, anti-racist, culturally relevant lens and do that with attention to family engagement and genuine partnership with the communities in which they're educating. And That is a very tall order. That requires really sustained and systemic supports that go beyond what we typically do. That really requires us to create a very particular kind of container to support that richness and complexity of practice. And we have failed to do that as a field in any kind of cohesive or sustained way, despite the fact that we know it is central to ultimate efficacy, success, retention, and so forth. So what we're really trying to use this moment as an organization is to push that message of professional learning needs to be cohesive, aligned to who the students, teachers are, what the content is, what the aims of that school, that classroom, that community are, and situate that in a real model that allows teachers to stay engaged with the complexity of craft in an ongoing way, in a way that really elevates the profession and treats it seriously in terms of what it is. So can you give an example of what it looks like to keep students at the center of how teachers are developed and supported? When you are thinking about your curricular materials, you need to be thinking about them in terms of who the students are and what it means to enact this curriculum effectively against who your students are. That means understanding, wow, there might be some background knowledge in this curriculum that is new for my students. How can I bridge and make connections to the richness that they're bringing to what is represented in the curriculum? How can I bring more into the curriculum that is reflective of my students' experience? How do I need to understand 
different pedagogy and research-based best practices that are prerequisites to my students having a meaningful experience with curriculum and having meaningful access, not just having the, t- the complex text or the high quality ed report green rated curriculum in front of them, but actually having the tools to have meaningful engagement with that curriculum, with that complex text. That means beginning with knowing the story of your students, not just in quantitative assessment, but also through observation, through listening, through valuing the feedback that they're giving to us in myriad ways all day, every day. That requires wraparound supports for adults to really enact that well. So we spend a lot of time on adoption processes, a whole district and the community and the parents and everyone really emphasizing what we pick matters. So then we pick it, and what comes after that? Where is the multi-year plan for every teacher in that system to be able to enact that curriculum beginning with who are our students, what are our collective goals as a community for students, with students, of students, and how do we use this curriculum to bring those goals to life? Can you share a bit about how NTC has responded to shifting our professional learning to take into account the needs of the field and to be more responsive to what we're hearing from our partners. There are some proven practices that NTC historically has been really steeped in and committed to, and we still honor and build upon those approaches. But this moment really requires us to be highly adaptive and flexible and lean on that rich heritage but also explore ways of working with partners that we've never explored before that fall in the vein of professional learning and coaching and what NTC's deep expertise centers in, but finding ways to do that that are relevant to each partner's individual context, which is essential right now. There is no one-size-fits-all approach. And the way to not only make it through this moment, but really leverage the moment to learn and do and be more on the other side of it is to lean into that kind of flexibility, adaptability, and creative thinking about how we can show up in the richness of what we have to offer our partners, but do that in ways that are highly customized to context. Context is everything right now. If you had a district leader who right now picked up the phone and said, Atiani, I just listened to your podcast. What can I do tomorrow to start to transform professional learning for my teachers? What would be your one thing to do next for them? I would really want them to have a conversation with the teachers as their first step and ask the teachers what they could do to transform the professional learning. I think so often We make assumptions and some of those assumptions hit the mark and and others miss. So the same way, again, that this moment is calling forth our need to listen to students. I think there's also a need to listen to educators. And then from there to say, huh, okay, this is what teachers are saying they need. The next thing I want to know is what are students saying they need? And marrying those two things in a systems thinking approach. And we know with systems thinking, there's the policies and the practices, 
There's how we share leadership for enacting those things. And then there's if we're doing all of those things simultaneously in a really cohesive, coordinated, sustained way, when we get to transformation. But that transformation and those policies and those practices and that whole systems thinking mental model has to begin with who are the students and what does that mean teachers need and what are teachers saying that they need in order to effectively serve those students. A call to action I'm hearing from you is for educators, whether we be teachers or leaders or thought partners in the community, to go and ask ourselves what we think students, teachers, leaders need, but then to go to the people and say, students, what is it that you need to be more successful tomorrow? Teachers, what is it that you need? And so I'm hearing a a call to action of let's go ask so that we can best serve people based on what they're saying they need. Absolutely. And I think that's critical now in this moment because things are so dynamic to not make assumptions. Some teachers are going to need very basic supports. They're like, where I'm struggling is how do I do this on Zoom? And that's a a completely different professional learning task than someone who is literally like, hey, this is my first year teaching and I'm trying to do it in this context. I don't know the content. I don't know my kids. I'm learning the feel of a classroom. And that classroom, by the way, is Zoom. You know, so how how can we have really meaningful professional development in this moment, professional learning without asking those questions and getting really nuanced and differentiated within the resources that we have to, to do that? We have to ask the right questions of the right people. Absolutely. (laughs) Over and over again, I would say. Not not just one time at the beginning of the year, but pretty consistently. Appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to share that we didn't touch on or that I didn't ask? Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to honor the fact that teaching is a human endeavor. It is made up by and for human beings. How can we honor that reality and elevate that reality in really rethinking the systems and structures that are in place that diminish that reality? And that really does begin with reimagining and revolutionizing what professional learning means and the role that it can play, humanizing teachers, educators, families, all of us to really make schools a fulcrum of a community and a place where families and children and adults go to be restored, inspired, to feel that there is hope for the future. I truly believe we can do much better as a profession in living into that. Thank you for joining us on the Revolution Podcast, sponsored by the Education Trust and New Teacher Center. To engage more deeply in our work, please visit our Revolution Campaign website at www.newteachercenter.org.